0: Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Miami, State, Miami, State, Miami State. You're now
1: listening to MIA Radio. Who
2: put this thing DJ Cass. Yeah. DJ Zayas.
1: That's who?
0: Let me holler, my my real Miami motherfuckers? Wait, 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 wait. This that Zaya Cash shit, though. Yo. Yeah.
3: Miami, bro. You already know they're going to shut down the city with this shit right here. Zaya Cash, best in the city,
0: bruh. Bruh. But it's going to be a podcast? MIA everything. I'm still lost. I'm me too. I don't know yo, what's going on. Yo, I still
1: want to listen to it, though. It's Zaya and Cash, bro. Oh, shit. I'm down 305 Miami shit.
2: Yo, yo, yo. It's MIA Radio, and
1: we're back. What well, is good? Damn, I almost heard it like though. I know, I know. I I'm saw already you trapped. In. I'm already trapped, bro. It's episode one hundred and twenty. Yes, one hundred and twenty, and we got a special guest, special, special friends in the building. Friend of ours, friend of the podcast, friend of everything. The one and only Billy G in the Billy building. building. In the building.
3: What's up? What's up? What's up?
2: Chef Billy Chef G. Billy, I'm sorry. I'm So sorry. We didn't. I'm sorry. Property. Property. No worries. But yeah, bro, how you doing? How you feeling?
3: I'm doing great. Can't complain. Blessed. Yeah, staying I like, busy. I super, like that.
2: Thank super. you for joining us. I know you got a, yeah, a busy ma- busy, ma- busy schedule. Bro. Thank you, thank you. You're like thank the, you the if there is a, <laughs> a like a open like a DJ uh comparison, you're like the number one right fact. Right. <laughs> number one uh, chef in, in the in the MIA right now, bro. I don't I say number one,
3: but I'm I'm
2: high I demand.
1: like that. High I like that. I like that. Yeah. Hey, stay humble I'm yeah, saying. always you know. Nah, but you're busy, man, you're working. So, I mean, shit, where do we start? Do I mean, we... I wanna
2: know, how did you even get into to cooking? Let's just break it down, off the rip.
1: What was the intro? I mean, I know your family, just let the audience know that, you know how you started the whole come up?
3: So, I started at Wendy's when I was 15. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> <And> I like <worked, laughs> I worked at Wendy's till uh, I was 19 when I finished, I graduated high school.
1: Damn, so you were there for four years. Four years,
3: you, all through high school, freshman year to senior year and Wendy's.
0: Dude, and that dude. was your first
2: taste of culinary. Yeah.
0: He was the plug from what yeah. I was told. I, I
3: gave more free food than I sold. Do you, <laughs> do you still
1: eat Wendy's? Can you eat Wendy's or yeah. are you, are you I, like?
3: To my, I prefer eating Wendy's than McDonald's. Okay.
1: Wendy's is my favorite for but sure. But it's not like, you're, you're not like, man, I can't, you know?
2: Like, no. But you were, I, you were actually in the back cooking? I did everything. Or? Oh, okay. okay. But
3: I would make my own stuff. I made not pass Wednesdays before that was a baconator. I will make the baconator with. I had some things wow. I would call them suicide fries. It was like cheese sauce, chili, bacon. Like, I would start making. Yo. I start grilled cheese. Like, I started making like. That Bug. was my introduction to food.
2: Damn, so so that's you not just, what I expected. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Honestly, from like the shit that we've made in this kitchen together, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, of course. Now <laughs> now we,
2: now it's all clinging. I have to send an uh, email or uh, get a lawyer to fucking Wendy's. Were bro. you at Wendy's
1: when they still had the aluminum foil wrappers? Yeah. Oh, man, wow. Remember that shit?
3: When it was uh, Fat Nuggets, when it was the Frosties, they had, no, I, before the Baconator. Yeah.
1: I, bro, I remember when Wendy's had the fucking metal, like the aluminum fucking, and you put him in the microwave <laughs> and you'd be like, fuck. <laughs> like nah, but Wendy, bro, Wendy's was the fire. firest. Still are. In my opinion. It still is yeah. you
3: can't be the baked potato. Like you have options. Yeah. You can't be the baked potato,
1: the chili. Yeah. To me, the chili, bro, I when I was staying around here with my sister, I used to go to the Wendy's on Red and literally go get a chili uh frosty and fries, and that was it.
3: And it's healthier than uh, than, I'm eating a burger at McDonald's.
1: Right, right. Bro, the chilies is fire. Chili's is still fire. If you get the little little sauce, sauce, hot sauce, bro. And if you tell them to add onions and cheese, dog. Damn, we're about to go. We're about to go right now.
2: (laughs) So anyways, you started at Wendy's for four years throughout high school, and then you were like, yo.
3: I left Wendy's. I started college. I was going to go do PR and marketing because I want a scholarship for cooking. And my parents go, go get yourself a real education. Right. Wow. Like, go get, like, oh, get yourself a real job. And I'm like, oh, I didn't go to culinary school. I left the scholarship go, And I went and started doing Miami-Dade, the same bullshit that everybody does. Right. I like uh, your English, your math and started working at Kitchens. Like, I've only had one job that's not in a kitchen. Wow. Wendy's was the intro to a kitchen, and then I worked at American Eagle for two weeks during <laughs> Black Friday. Wow. <laughs> Never Holy again. shit. And again, it. like, and kitchens.
1: Damn,
0: bro. American Eagle for Black Friday, bro. I can't even imagine, like, the Argentinians coming in. And, H- how'd like, you get that? Did someone talk you into it? Somebody, and- like,
3: uh, I had just quit Wendy's, and I'm like, the holidays were mm-hmm. coming in. I'm like, fuck it, up, man make some money mm-hmm. before. i made that i worked like 100 hours in two weeks because mm-hmm. it was black friday this and that. but after black friday i'm like fuck this shit
2: <laughs> but you think it's harder retail or, or food uh industry that
3: is that I, I enjoy food
2: yeah
3: even at wendy's i didn't mind serving customers and i'm making something because i like kind of what i was doing it was wendy's it was a piece of shit job <laughs> all right i paid like shit but it was still something that i didn't mind doing i liked it i
1: yeah, the engagement of yeah. like you making a product and giving it to somebody to this,
3: to this day i love serving people like yeah. like for me the best thing you could do is give you food and you telling me that you like it yeah. and that's what i do it mostly no more nothing oh you made a great dish and well, about the satisfaction like there's nothing more intimate than feeding somebody it's more intimate than sex
1: yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. like,
3: if you don't eat you don't survive like that's your nourishment when you feed somebody, you're nourishing them. You're giving right. them all the
2: power to do everything else they do. And it, that's like something I think is ingrained in humans. It goes back to yeah. the beginning of time. Like, so you eat, like, everybody fucking someone. eats. Yeah. Like there's people that don't have sex,
3: but everybody <laughs> has to fucking eat
2: something. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's pretty wild, that's like, a good uh, analogy. But well, that's cool that like even when you started at Wendy's, you were still like mindful of like, yo, I enjoy your work because when you hear like, especially in high school, you hear people that work at a fast food restaurants. it's like they're not really, it's right. just a, no. a means to an end, you know, of not. course, no, and trust
3: me, I have, I have nightmare stories from Wendy's, like burgers thrown at me, soda thrown at me like <laughs> from the drive-thru, like I'm Cubs call somebody at night, like I have nightmare wow, stories, I was there for years. So you see all the bullshit that people do. And what Wendy's was this? And Atrium One Forty Two. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you're in the, cut. especially so, if you're there late. Yeah. Right? Oh, hey, awesome. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I even know that, that one. Next to the LA Fitness. Yeah. Cl- close to the Palacio de Juegos.
2: Right. 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 Yeah. You're in. You're in the cut.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cut. Like, in the cut.
2: Uh, yeah. So you were. You, you did. You didn't uh, use the culinary. Scholarship, right? No. You did the I went to Day Miami Dade
3: College and then I started getting jobs. Uh, that My first job was because one of my uncles. Um, my mom passed away and I, I see my uncle in my mom's funeral. I hadn't see him in years and he goes, you still want to do the cooking stuff? Right. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm going to get you a job. He, he worked in production for TV so he knew a couple chefs that had companies and this and that and he got me a job basically as a dishwasher helper right. for a cane company um here in Miami it was super big, like doing crazy events in Miami. And I got in uh six months in I was doing events by myself already. Wow. I got in like a dishwasher, chilling with the uh, los Chapines, right, and the Mexicans yeah, right. and everybody else. Place, the place, yeah, the only people that spoke Spanish and everybody else was uh, the college students, like Los Gringuitos yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. with well, their nice and yeah. this. Uh, and then in six months in I was lapping
1: them up. Yeah. No, they come in with their perfect little uniform. Yeah, like, you
3: know, all um, little shit. Me with my black shirt full of stains. Like yeah, even if I'm not working, I'm famous for the stain shirt.
1: Nah. <laughs> so, yeah, I
2: mean, Alright, my bad. Already after six months, you from working dishwashing, you were able to like have your own kind of yeah, side doing, catering. Yeah, I was
3: already doing my no no. I was doing my own events for them. Like, oh, I Okay, went, okay. Like, I went from dishwasher to being one of the chefs. Oh, okay, and right, I think right, I, right. like, I will tell people like, oh we wouldn't have done that event if he, he wasn't working for us. But then he would tell the people, don't tell him because he wants more money. He'll want more money. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the type
1: of shit that... Miami. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's the same shit in the DJ world. There's DJs that hold openers down because they know that... I mean, it's happened to me. I had a DJ that wouldn't... You know, because you're good and you want to keep them. And, you know, they're making you money and whatever. So, it's that kind of similar thing to like... The guy had you doing all the stuff, but he kept you like under his wing. Yeah. Especially and in six months. Yeah, yeah.
3: Me there and I was getting paid probably like nine, ten dollars an hour and I was doing jobs that were the guy was probably charging like a hundred thousand dollars for one event. <laughs> events like finished line, we were doing like super high end, super Brand. celebrities like for Telemundo for a whole bunch of the premios. the K Refraido Premio who went to like No big That's big the, big events, yeah. And I, and the guy said oh, no, he said I want more money. He, putting in a hundred hours a week. 80-100 like yes, hours a week Cooking And I was still doing Dishwashing job Because the night He promoted yeah. me like, You know I mean
1: You were the best one In the kitchen So yeah. like You still had to do your job But you were still like Overseeing yeah, everything
3: Yeah and, and he could see I also became Really cool With who was Because the chef The guy that was the chef The owner Really didn't cook He was just giving orders And showing up So the chef That was in the kitchen I really became really cool And I really learned A lot from him And he will pretty much let me do stuff. Probably I'll fuck up sometimes and sometimes I'll come up with something great or right. like, but he'll be like, give, he had the trust of me to go and cook and do something that in a lot of places they don't.
1: Yeah. No, that's hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's we always come, go back to DJing, you know, like to let a venue just let you do whatever you want is always
3: kind of you yeah. it's not like it's not whatever you want, but they give you a little guidance that they, they throw you and sometimes you fuck it up. Right. Even right. in DJing, sometimes you come up and you're like, fuck, fuck. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I, I killed this set and I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do no, or the crowd. And, your hands,
2: yeah. really yeah. and with chefs, it must be even harder because like they have us like they're they have their own taste and their own. Yeah. And their own sex, specialty and they so. have their,
3: their standards and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's almost the same thing as I always compare them to like we always compare yeah. them to this. You have the gratification of the crowd. If you, you know when you're cooking, you know when you're making right. the, the people, and same thing with food. People tell you real quick and you see people's expressions real quick If they don't <laughs> like something. Man. They tell you straight up and real quick. So yeah, That's
1: true. Like
3: and and you, t- you can't hide it. You can't be like.
1: Yeah. And same thing up.
3: with music. When yeah. I DJ, like, I've learned, I I met Paul and I've learned a whole bunch of things. I learned a whole bunch of things about the industry that I didn't know. Yeah. But you know when somebody like right. I go to something time I don't know anything about fucking I, the only thing I know how to do when I see DJ is lower the volume. That's, That's, the, only That's the only thing I learned how to do. That's like, the only thing I learned. Just <laughs> lower the volume. But I go and I see that transition sucks. Like yeah, why did he do me. that? Why did
1: he play the song so long? Hey. I, I say it all the time. Like you know, girls, girls slash are close friends slash anybody around us is like t- you know they're tainted, like we've taught them you know the good so like i mean with you it's you know with food well, that's what music and but vice versa like it's cross like, like
3: all there's some things but all there are a whole bunch of things about cooking he doesn't go to the restaurant the same way that he would have gone 10 years ago because he learned so much and this is i didn't learn as much about music i didn't learn shit about music <laughs> but it, but it's the same thing you appreciate some things and you go yeah. little. By little. Just figuring it out.
1: So as you kept working with this guy and you kept doing stuff, what was the next step? When did you realize, man, like I'm getting...
3: Well, I got fired. (laughs) I got into a fight with him. I was there almost for a year. I was 19. Uh, I learned a lot, but it was really crazy work. Like, the day I got fired, because I almost got into a fight with him, we're doing an event and I worked 36 hours straight. I took a shower with a hose outside the warehouse. But oh, well, with I'm my sorry. pants on, I like, cleaned myself and go yeah. and woke up and went to an event. I never went home. Like I took a nap in my car, and wow. um, and at the end of the night, I'm talking to a security at the 1111 building Lincoln Road. Uh-huh. We had done right. like this humongous event. I'm talking to one of the securities and like the manager of the venue, and he comes. Is this all you do? <laughs> like wow. all you, after I worked 36 hours, I went down and I saw him in the kitchen because the kitchens in the second floor in the bottom floor. And I, just like, I just worked. Yeah, like I it was like a combination of a lot of things. Yeah. I was probably doing things that should have been doing, <laughs> at work and <laughs> drinking a little bit and stuff like that. And I blew up.
1: Yeah,
3: I blew up and I, I like it was just too much. And I like, I basically course. got fired. Quit at uh, uh, oh, the same you,
2: time. Why do you think he said that if he knows that you were like, was, one of the best? I think the, he, it
3: was just in the moment. Like and at this point, as a as a boss. As having employees now and knowing, like, you can see a little bit, but that day, he should have had a little more decency on me after I did, what?
2: 30 very seven. few,
3: you know, very few people in the kitchen did. Right. He had 20 employees for that event. Only, like, four did what we did, that we worked 36 hours, and he should have been a little more conscious on that. But, like, funny story, I found, I, I hadn't seen him in years. I, had, I never talked shit about him. And then, like, two years ago, I'm in Restaurant Depot, and I see him, and I went up to him, and I apologize for that day. Because I've grown, I've become, and I thanked him for giving me the first chance. like, he didn't do everything perfect, I didn't do everything perfect, but at the end of the day, he gave me the start, and I was grateful for that.
1: It's awesome. I mean, that's, that's awesome for you, and as a person, you know, we all realize, like, damn, you know, we've been in that position, or whatever, but... Damn, it's great that you saw him so what he say was he like like we
3: looked at each other and it like we kind of like smiled to each other and i went to talk to him yeah. and at first i think he got a little scared
1: <laughs> because <laughs> cause I,
3: cause I go oh i want to talk to you <laughs> oh, <he's> like, oh. <laughs> I, and i and when i tell him oh i want to thank you and this and that and i want to say i'm sorry he looked he was confused
0: mm-hmm. Damn.
3: he probably never expected that i was right what, right what do, you, I do who, or say he remembered yeah, no, of course. No, no. As soon as he saw me, he knew who the fuck <laughs> I was.
0: <No>. But I, <laughs> For I, sure. I'm asking because, like, I've had a problem with a person, and then I saw them like five years later, and then they're like, Yo, how are you? And I'm like, Yo, last time no, oh, you oh, wanted no. to kick my ass. I didn't
3: let him get to that point. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Like, my whole conversation, I didn't even say hi. I went and I apologized. I like, I went, like, I once, like, and that's how I am. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm happy, I'm happy. If I'm mad, I'm mad you're going to know it real quick.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, you think at that that day he was just being hard on you because like he saw the potential in you, or he was just being a dick? <laughs> maybe such a, maybe such a Brian, maybe, uh, a Brian maybe, That's a Brian question. That's a very <laughs>
3: Brian question. Maybe, but at the end of the day, I, it wasn't the right day. To yeah, I think it. I think it was just like a, I mean, growing pains kind uh, of thing. I know, no, no, and
0: my power trip maybe.
1: Power
3: trip maybe. Uh, sure. That's how I felt in the moment, also. He should. like. He was also maybe a little delusional at that point, too, Mm -hmm. because he had worked a lot, too. Mm -hmm. But he should have been like a little, Mm -hmm. a little grateful, a little like that's how I felt.
0: Yeah. He probably took it out on some shit out on you. Yeah. Yeah. It happens like that.
3: No, I've done it too much. It happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. But. And I didn't get fired for that. I got fired because I was fighting him in the bottom and (laughs) pitching him out. So. It was just a different in front of every single employee and it was All things right. that i had to get whole bag, and like mm. i would have at that point i would have probably killed him because
2: <laughs> i was that like so
3: delusional yeah, you're on your one i drank a little bit like yeah. you gave me it was just uh,
2: yeah, no you're wrong but you the me. the best payback is success and then you've seen him and being so cordial you're like yo i just want to apologize and
3: i, and I don't want to even call the payback
2: yeah, I'm the, saying. But yeah, yeah the, it,
3: for me, and when I the day I said it and the day I went and apologized to him made me feel good. I don't know yeah. how he felt. You yeah, know? you
1: close. I mean, I've, I've been in situations like that, like where you kind of run into somebody and whatever, and, and you are the bigger person. So, like, you, know, you don't care what they think because to you, it's kind of like, you know, that that chapter has closed and that's a long time ago and whatever. And you're you moved on, but you learn from that. Like, so, I don't know, kind of who cares who th- what he thinks, you know? Like, you, you paid your dues and you, like, you know, like, repent, I guess. Yeah, and so. from
3: the conversation we had, like, he... I, I don't know, He, I, I at this point, I really know, don't know how mad he was at me that day. Yeah. I know I was mad. Right. So, and I, yeah, for me, it was just... Took it out of the karma list, I'm good with exactly. that. Friendship. No, exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, wait, that weight off
1: your shoulder is yeah, like yeah. worth the- nah, It's a mental thing, too, because, you know, you always he might, like like you said, you might not even remember, but to you it's that. But apologizing like, you know, clears that mental like. And it's a
3: thing that right? it's a thing that you don't plan, like you don't show up to go buy food for the restaurant, for the catering right. company and and think that you're going to be in the situation. Right. And it
2: was just a spare of the moment and, and yes but it's pretty it's pretty dope because you guys ran into each other both as bosses you know, yeah. both as running your own Yeah, company. and,
3: and I, I let him know and he knew I had a because you know you people in the industry everybody knows and everybody
2: everybody, yeah. everybody knows who's
3: doing what and how they're doing everything just
1: like so, us so from there on after, after that happened what was the turning point or like where did you go what was
3: I got a job for Michelle Bernstein at a okay. restaurant that she had I don't know if you know who Michelle Burns is. i yeah. But she's, at that point, she was probably the biggest influence in food in Miami. Okay. She had a whole bunch of restaurants and she, James Beard Awards, I don't know if you know what a James Beard mm-hmm. Award is. That's like the Oscars for food. Got it. Um, and she had one one, only second person in Miami to win one wow. and a female that, we're talking about early 2000s, so it was still, right, like right. not.
1: The food scene wasn't anywhere to where it is now. No, um, no. At all.
3: It, the design district, the restaurant was in 2nd and 40th Street. Right there, right now, there's a boutique.
1: I know what you're talking about. Next to
3: the Moore building. Yeah, yeah, A yeah. little to, little building right yeah, there. Yeah, that's the original post office. Oh, in Miami. no way. That's a post office building. So I started working for her, and that building was great. She was renowned. The restaurant was crazy. Miami wasn't what it was. At I used to park a street down in front of the houses for free. Yeah, for yeah. like a, the only time I got a ticket was during our battle once. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Mid two thousands,
3: early two thousands, that area was
1: undiscovered pretty much. Yeah, then,
3: like you had a little cube of like a couple restaurants, a couple boutiques, and that was and it. That's it.
1: So you were there for a while, and and
3: I was there for like a year, and at uh, the same period, I got a job for Macy's. Okay. But as a chef, right. Macy's had a little a catering department. Okay. So it was Macy's catering that originally was for Times Catering. Mm-hmm. And I got a job there as a chef. I had met somebody uh errands uh, that was working there. And I saw that on Craigslist because I found all my jobs on Craigslist.
2: Yeah. Old school.
3: <laughs> yeah. People will complain about That shit no, work. Still,
2: still. Yeah, that's and, where you find the real shit. Yeah. It's people posting the people.
3: Yeah. And you and you have a chance. Uh, that when I got the job at uh, Sierra Martinez, I was I lied all through my le- resume. <laughs> like <laughs> I lied to like I got that job because I lied. <laughs> and then I did a stash. I don't know if you guys know what a stash uh, is. What's that? A stash in cooking is you basically go to an interview. They tell you okay, come back and work a day. You go right. work a day for free,
1: like a trial.
3: Yeah. Right. And I went. I worked a day for free. I didn't have a knives. So I didn't have chef jack. Like, I had a chef jacket, but I didn't have... I wasn't a chef right. compared to the level of cooks and people that were at the restaurant. And I went, I did my job and they hired me. Well wow. like,
2: Cooking's like... Oh, I mean, not to keep comparing it to DJing, but it's like you can kind of... You cannot be as technical and have like the right things, but you can have that skill that can kind of can not be taught where like you just know certain things and you have that like... The knowledge. Sense. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. some
3: sort of knowledge and you may have not have the... Abilities that fully, or the but they can see how, and at the end of the day, more than DJ is work. So there's some jobs that a monkey could do. Yeah. So maybe they hire you for that.
1: Yeah. Oh, same. So,
3: I went. I worked there for a year. I worked for Macy's. I was in Macy's. Worked for Macy's for like three years, four, three, four years, and while in Macy's, uh, I had a. one of my employees, co-workers who worked with us was an event planner on the side too for smaller events and comes up to me and goes, can you do a wedding for me? I have a client, can you do a wedding for me? And I go, yeah. you done I, one
1: before? Or? I
3: did not done anything by no. myself. No no no. no, no, no. I didn't own anything. I didn't have anything. She comes, there's a 200 person wedding in November. It was April. Um, and she goes, can you do it? Um, like yeah, I didn't even think of what I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. like why not? I I would steal the invoices and the proposals from Macy's. Not steal, but right, borrow popular, them because right, right. just so I can study them. Yeah, just so you can see, I see how they were charging, where they were charging, for what they were charging. Yeah, uh, the, breakdown. The, the breakdown, the breakdown and like, the cost. And then I was watching like the beverage was in the contract. What are they asking clients? What are the process are they asking? So, like I was getting ready for it without even know that I was getting ready for it. Right. But I've always been trying to figure it out. And I had had a stack of them just so I could review them with different things. Because every event Smart. is different than a restaurant. So right. she came out to me and I go, yes. Yeah. And that was, it was April, the wedding was in November, April, 2012. I registered my company. And by the time that wedding came, I did four or five weddings before that, four or five no events because people started, oh, Billy this, busy that. And I did one person. I did a tasting for somebody that was an event planner, and she basically got me to do all yeah. the weddings that she had. She So you registered, you
2: created your company right in that after.
3: Yeah, as soon because as, and catering is a beautiful thing. You gotta deposit. So by the time I booked that wedding for November, I got fifty percent of the money. And True. that time it was probably I probably charged like ten thousand dollars for the wedding. I probably got five thousand dollars. So I'm like. Oh, it's Holy like, fuck! Right? I started buying equipment. I started doing this. I rented a kitchen like part time. There was a rent. Like, it was a Cuban cafeteria during the day, and at night I would rent it so I could go cook.
2: Wow! wow. So you basically funded your. You started up your your business. Are you saying yeah? Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> like, and, life, and I mean that's what I tell people. It's not that you're lucky. It's a, opportunities come to you, and you're ready. And prepare to say yes, exactly. and have the balls, because exactly. a lot of people don't have the balls. That's it's simple, awesome. so just figure it out. I didn't own anything the first time I did an event. The first time I said yes, because I did an event April that same that same month that I booked, that opened the company. I did an event, and the first event I didn't own anything. And thank God, I met people that have helped me and have taught me and this and that. And since day one, I'm still cool with them, and I'm still doing business mm-hmm. with them. But I had a person that ran me everything out and gave me advice and everything and helped me out to be able to execute it.
2: Where did you, where did you get that confidence from of just being like yeah like you literally had no equipment no, I mean you were just learning how the catering business worked and you just said yeah I'm gonna do it.
3: Bro, I think the confidence came from me like like at this point I was a solid cook like I wasn't. I was like three, you four knew, years. You
1: knew you were good.
3: So like, like I knew good. that I could. Like good. my my confidence came on my cooking. Yeah. M- maybe not the execution, and I also knew that I had enough. I knew enough people that I could get enough people to pay them to come help me, because I had a lot of friends in the industry. So I knew that I could surround myself with enough people yeah. to at least execute it. Good. Not to the standards I I work now. Right. Like and not and I'm not charging like back then i charged super cheap i was yeah. that that event planet wasn't booking me because i was the best <laughs> <laughs> no we've
1: all been there and then, you know just simulating to us like you know we've worked for a venue worked for people that you know we don't care we're getting in there and you meet that bartender that is now you know a manager somewhere else you meet this person and whatever you don't by then you don't realize it that it's all the same like that you're gonna
3: grow with these people. No, but it? but it's the same the same thing that you always say. You say hi to the bartender. You say hi to the door guy. You say yeah. hi to the guy that cleans the bathrooms. You say hi to everybody. Because in five years, you don't know where that person exactly. is and who they're calling you for what, or they know somebody or this and you made an impression. I feed everybody. If you go to one of my events, and you guys have and you guys, have, I feed the guy that cleans the bathroom. I yeah. feed and but when I need something, it gets done because people like you, people. Want to help you because you are nice to them. Yeah, I don't know how
1: many times I've been DJing. First of all, events that I don't know, even know Billy's there.
3: <laughs> like I'm DJing whatever, and Billy shows up out
1: of nowhere, or Gabe shows up, or your brother shows up out of nowhere. But like the clothes, <laughs> the tube. bro, and it's like it's a special. Like it's not even what's on the menu. He's like, oh, I got you this or this, that, you know. And you know, we always look out. We because you know that we're tied up, and I'm like. You know, looking at the catering, I'm like looking at the bar, I'm like, fuck, I can't even, you know. And then you always pull up and I'm like, damn. Those
2: things, man, like you said, those things make a difference, those little details. Because it's not it's like you said, it's not even like you're just oh yo, I hear some extra food. It's like you go above and beyond, like, yo, even though I'm catering this whole event, I'm gonna make you some different special shit for you.
3: No, and, and even if it's not special, even for but for a security guard that nobody pays attention to normally, right. you take him a plate and that guy will never forget to of course. you. Like I have people like to this day. I say nice to see you instead of nice to meet you because people walk into me <laughs> and I have no idea who they are. That's I, when I have Paul next to me, I'll be like, Paul, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, That's that <laughs>
1: life hack. That's it. That's the life hack. You I've been saying that shit for years. Like, the, the good to see you forever.
3: I have to, uh, and no, because I will tell people, oh. Nice to meet you. I've been to your restaurant three and times. Mad, uh, like
1: yeah. it's so, thing,
2: you know? Nice to see you. And then you could do like, oh, last time I saw you was, and then hopefully they finish the yeah, sentence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, it's like when you introduce somebody, hey, this is Billy. And you're like, yeah. like, waiting for them to say, hey, <laughs> you're
3: like, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Joseph. <laughs> what did you work on? <laughs> right,
2: right, right. right. Awesome. I remember it. Uh,
3: it oh. happens. It happens. You meet so many people. Yeah.
2: That, it's all relationships.
3: Yeah. No, networking in this city, if you don't network, and I tell people, I tell Gabe, I tell people all the time, yeah. you're networking without even networking. And your I mean, network is what makes you in the city. Because everything's is um a palanca. everything's who could get you somewhere. If you don't have a decent network, you probably will never come up. Yeah. And a network, you earn it exactly so it's just earning it and being nice to people and being not a snake being real
2: yeah especially in miami yeah, miami, miami, miami that's what miami, people
1: miami, want sh- miami everybody just wants the quick come up the quickness and quick that it's funny that you said that about Gabe because last thought this last uh saturday at the let me get it right south beach seafood week i almost said the other <laughs> name i almost <laughs> said the other name on the mic but, uh, but yeah, you know, Gabe, bro, he would come up to me, he would come up to the bartenders and, you know, he's just, like, tapping into everybody and then when I would see him go and talk to people here or go and talk to people there, like, if I was around, I would kind of, you know, like, go with him or, or, you know, when we, bro, we saw Fonzo, like, and the mad people that knew Fonzo came up to us, because literally, bro, Fonzo walked in barefoot, <laughs> like this, like... <laughs> Being, like, being Alfonso. Being <laughs> Alfonso, and then everybody was like, yo, what the fuck, I haven't seen this guy in years. But that thing of like, you know, whoever Gabe was giving food to, you know, they, or he had seen before, they're all coming up, and that interaction is, is great, especially at those events where you can talk
3: to people and like, you know, you're there in, 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 in the cut of everything. No, of course, and those are the events that you have to be there. Like, one of my clients, City National Bank I do their Christmas party every year the first thing we do I wasn't there but the first thing I told Gabe you're taking them a plate of food to all the people there and introducing you and whatever they need because those are the people at the
2: end of the day that pay the bills exactly and it's crazy like what you were saying earlier like at the end of the day you're feeding people so like it's like they remember you for being kind and doing the gesture, but then they also remember the food. It's, a, it, so it's, like, it's oh, nourishment.
3: Yeah. It's a nourishment, especially when you're working. You're DJing. It helps you have a plate of food, even if you're going to eat it after. But you got to remember. There's little details that most people don't do. They go a long way. Yeah. go a very long
2: way. So you were doing all these weddings. You started kind of picking up on your business. When did you... Kind of, all right. Decide, I'm gonna go on my own, or you.
3: I was, I, I, was like, I was still working for Macy's and still doing my catering for like a year, and I had talked to. Him. I was really cool with my chef. That that chef taught me a lot. He was definitely the, my biggest influence in cooking. Like he, he was a genius at cooking, not the best at making money.
2: Right, it's two different things.
3: He wasn't really good at setting like putting the right price and making money, but at cooking and showing me products and showing me the best things he was really good at. So I had talked to him and we had agreed that as long as it wasn't a conference of interest that we didn't have multiple, like, like the clients, I wasn't poaching no clients right. from them. And I was from day one, I never poached a client from Macy's. Yeah. The people that were doing events with me, weren't they didn't have Macy's budget yeah. um, at that point. Right. Uh, so I worked there for a year and Macy's decided to close the department. So I went from having my company, there was a baby and this and that, and having my job, like be laid off. So go home that day, (coughs) I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I went back the next day. I went and bought all the equipment that I could from them. Uh, pennies on the dollar. They gave me because they liquidated the whole place. Wow. We were we had a warehouse uh, in Hialeah. It was the original headquarters for Burdines. So we had the top floor. The bottom was all the furniture for Macy's and the top was us. And um, so we had equipment like in a mountain of things yeah. like crazy yeah. amount of space, crazy amount of things. And I went and I bought. Everything that I wanted, and I needed from them for like two thousand dollars. it was like twenty thousand dollars worth yeah, of we'll equipment. I like, like, like two thousand I didn't buy the ovens because <laughs> I didn't buy the ovens. But I bought no. There was a whole bunch of things. But I bought blenders that were like five hundred bucks. Uh, Vitamix, right? Yeah, but I had I, had, but I bought two the mix, kitchen a mixers, right. uh, like food processors. Things that you wouldn't even notice, but that little thing, because like oh, 300 bucks, no, everything
1: adds up, right? I so it was like a blessing.
3: It was a blessing. I went and I hired the person that was my chef, the person that was the sales director of Macy's, and we kept all the events from Macy's. Wow. So, so kind of like swapped it over. I you went. had the
2: equipment and the personnel I went, I, I bought go? the
3: equipment. I bought the, like, I, after, that wasn't one day, but little by little, I'm like, they're like, they had events that they had booked already that they had to sell. We had events that we did every year that they needed somebody and they already knew me, I already did the work. So it was an easy sell and they knew my boss and they knew the, the other people. So we basically went and I rented a kitchen behind a strip club. Fire. Um, and Hialeah, Miami. And, and Melody, <laughs> not Hialeah, Melody. What
0: was the name of the place again? Um, we've all been there for sure. Uh, it was vivid it was vivid at one and, point oh it was the one yeah oh, it was vivid at one point. At yeah, yeah 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 that's
1: so where
3: you got in trouble for playing my edits yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was vivid at one point and then it was the floppy With rooster. Floppy rooster it had a gay strip club on the side floppy <laughs> rooster yeah mm-hmm. jesus so i i've seen it all i i've seen it all i've been mean like i got stories for days did you talk
0: about Etho yet
3: no, no we haven't
0: oh because i was going to say the furniture there is from from the strip club
3: no way no no there's stories for days
2: Wow. So, oh, yeah. I, for, I thought I had totally forgot about it though. Yeah, you guys no, opened, Well, right? oh, you know, that's not, we're still not there in we the were story. Still,
3: no, we're still in the beginning of the catering. So, the, the kitchen at the strip club, we rented it, and I sold almost a million dollars on catering that year. Wow. That to this day is my best year ever, but I didn't make the most money because I, I had a lot of costs on employees. that, Like, I wasn't running it. Like, I wanted to run it. We were running like it was facing Macy's. Like, but with my name on it and at the end of the day, I was still making a lot of money for it being twenty four, twenty five. Like, just didn't know Like, it wasn't completely mine. Like right. everything was under my name and everything said Billy, but it wasn't being run like I wanted to. So I parted ways with the chef and the other people and I opened it with Larry. And then I started doing events. Myself in and catering went down a little bit because I opened a restaurant. Right. And re- the restaurant life is
2: 24-7. Right. So how did you manage the catering and the restaurant business and yeah. running two businesses?
3: Uh, one, the catering went down. Like we were doing basically just big, big events got it. and important clients. Uh, I wasn't doing like I wasn't going to pick up the random not bad. No no Not food. bad. FaceTime. That's why yeah. I turn my FaceTime off. I wasn't. I wasn't going to pick up the random little event because I had the restaurant, so yeah. it wasn't worth it. So, just didn't have a life. Just right. working, yeah, you're you stuck, work, stuck. Just from, working from one to another. Yeah, the first year of Ito was pretty working almost every day. I think we closed Mondays or Tuesdays. At one point, it was a Monday. At one time, it was Tuesday, and I would have that day off.
2: And how long did it take for you to kind of get, you know, situated in the whole restaurant thing and for it to start kind of going, you know.
3: I don't think it ever did. <laughs> I think right, it was just, no, it got to a point that, yeah, you got Easter and stuff like that. But a restaurant is evolving and it grows and it just, eh, you're always going to have to be there. There's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be a situation that you just got to make it work and, you know, just. Push adapt. through it. Yeah. Right. That,
2: so, but did you enjoy it as much as the catering or?
3: No, catering is where it's at for me. Money wise, profit wise, work wise, the schedule's different, but I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be the chef I am. I wouldn't have the recognition I have if I didn't have the restaurant. Right. Because yeah. it's a lot different saying, oh, I have a restaurant in Miami Beach than I have a caring company. You exactly. tell them, caring company, people don't even know what you do. Maybe they think you do cantinas, or maybe you think right. they do when they have a ella and like All they don't right. have I, to this day i have a lot of friends that don't have an idea exactly of what i do that's crazy. Like how well, complex same thing. Same thing how me. complex or what we do like or yeah. like they like, just
1: think that you show up and you already have everything cooked and you just reheat yeah. it right there. Yeah,
2: then, it's crazy it. that, that you could think, people might think that restaurant and catering is like, oh, no, catering is like kind of easy or it's different or it's, but it's like, you, I would think catering is, is way something. harder. So yeah, it's so a lot more intricate, a lot more harder, more, more moving pieces. It the depends who you
3: ask. Right. What I like about catering is that every day is different, every menu is different, every venue is different. I don't I don't have a repetition. The restaurant's very repetitive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the restaurant is a residency. Yeah. Catering, <laughs> private event.
3: You know?
0: I mean, legit. L- literally like, the same thing. W- when I was working, well, when I started there, I think we weren't doing it barely any catering. And that's when we started doing pop ups. Yeah. So that like filled filled up your voice. I was
3: just, no, and I was just doing like, I had an event for a thousand people. <laughs> the, it was worth it because I would sell in one day while I would sell in the restaurant in three months. So for sure we would do that. Mm-hmm. And I would even close the restaurant for the day and take all the employees from the restaurant, yeah. and take mm-hmm. all the employees from the so that was where the, the people, New York City party, yeah. the big, big, big party. We still sold, we still made money, but a lot of the focus was on the restaurant too.
1: So what was the things that you learned from the restaurant that you value today? Like I mean, from that, that you didn't learn from catering. Isn't like more customer customer service or like like you said doing the same thing over and over like
3: I learned the bar to start off. that I didn't know anything about, and it, a lot of running a real business because I yeah. came at, at that point. I was renting a kitchen, so I really didn't have a lot of the problems that you have on a day to day or situations that you have. Like it just made me grow as a chef, and yeah. it made me more round. Like uh, I was more complete because I knew how I re- like I already knew how kitchen work. Yeah, I was more on the part of running a restaurant and doing, and the management part of it. Got it. Got That's it. the hardest part.
1: Yeah, it's a whole other world.
3: Managing people is.
2: Yeah, it's another
1: skill. Yeah, at, at a at a catering, you have people that are, you know, in a more niche, of a job or like you know. They- no,
3: and a lot of the employees are one time. Yeah, I won't see them pretty much again. They'll know my name, but I'll forget their name. Right. And I have to say, Nice to see you. Right, of course. <laughs> um, but it's just easier to run a one day event, yeah. have the right people in there, and you get more planning. But every day, the call out said this, that he yeah. said this, that he this, that somebody stole this. That It's a lot more complicated. Right. So you're
2: like super hands on all the time, right? It's not like. Because I, I, I would imagine there's probably, like you were saying earlier, there's probably some people that once they are running a successful business they're kind of just overseeing things but they're not as involved but yeah. then maybe the quality can go down or and it
3: happens I ha- and you see in restaurants all the time that you feel like oh it's not, the food's not the same to a point i've gotten to a point now that i have more freedom to do other stuff because i have uh, the best team i have so far Like i have a good team and i could and then last weekend i was in cali and we did a whole bunch of stuff in the whole weekend, and then we right. made
2: money. And I was in there, and the quality was there. Yeah, and that was amazing.
1: Saturday, so, yeah, Saturday was great. And is it
2: is it hard for you to not be at those events uh, anymore, or you still feel like a little anxiety, like being? in No, a, for sure, I anxiety. I was in
3: California, three hours away. I was Facetiming. I made sure uh, <laughs> I didn't leave anything to log either. I still worked. Right, I was right. five in the morning in California. I was in, on FaceTime. Cook me the salmon. Cut yeah. it. How are we going to plate it? What? No, that's not the size I want. I want right. it smaller. I wanted this. I want the sauce on this side. So I did work, but I have enough trust in them to execute. Got it.
1: Got it. So after Ito, where were you, you know, before well, the transition from Ito and the Ito closing into kind of where you're at now. I mean, we could say what was... When did you feel, like, post-Etho, when did you feel like you leveled up? I guess that's the question I wanted to ask.
3: And pretty quick, because I had customers, like, I just had to focus. And it took me a little time, but by the year, I was already like, okay, I don't need to go get a job. I don't need to do anything else. I have this business that I have, that's my baby, that I have to just focus on it and just put it in the work and just execute. Right that again I haven't had a job. I haven't worked for nobody in who knows how long. Yeah. Since since America yeah, since Macy's. Yeah.
1: No, so you I mean you've been on your own and eight it years. It was but it wasn't it wasn't like a it wasn't like a setback. Uh no. Do you feel it was more like a relief? than then that you had more time to just to kinda like focus on catering it, or it maybe was take it more? was
3: it was freedom. It yeah. had I had the knowledge, I had the growth that I got from the restaurant and I just when I applied it, yeah. the first couple of months, maybe I was a little slow because I didn't have the everyday business, but I was still making enough money to be there. I closed a restaurant and it didn't change my financial status. If you get right. to a point, like what I didn't have, the, I realistically just got to that point now is that I have events, I have multiple events every week. Yeah. Before I used mm-hmm. to have, maybe I had one big event in the month and then a couple in the week and when you were working 10 times the whole month. Got it. Like for that event. Now I'm slammed. Like I, I tell people, people are calling me for Noche Buena. I'm already booked for Noche Buena. No. Like Thanksgiving, I'm booked for Thanksgiving. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, I haven't booked anything for New Year's, but I'm telling people, if you're not one of my regulars, yeah. you're not getting booked same shit, that day. Same shit
1: for us, New Year's. <laughs> is out, New Year, New Year,
3: for me, it's like... I cherry pick. Yeah, no, no I don't rush.
1: People, you know what I tell people? I work hard. Year round, so I can take this night off if I want. So, if y'all want me to work for this, this is where I'm at. And I've told Brian the same thing. Like, you know, I book most of my shit. For, I mean, in our world, is different, but I book most of my shit after uh, Christmas 26, 27, 20. Bro, if I'm booking on the 28th, I'm hitting motherfuckers in the head. Nah, you getting that rate, you know? like.
3: And that's the same way, like, mm. it, I probably won't book anything after the 25th for right. New Year's. Right,
0: right,
3: right, right. I probably won't book anything, 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 and it will be, has to be the right thing. If not, I'll take it off. Of course. <laughs> like, I have enough <laughs> sales in the month yeah. to be able to.
2: That, and I think that's, like you were saying, I think that that's when you know you're working hard and you're doing the right things. When, like, on New Year's, you're like, yo, if it's not worth it, I'm going I'm to take it off. Because when you feel like you have to, no matter what, because you need that check. Because you know it's a good check. It's like, mm-hmm. damn, it! You maybe you weren't doing the whole year the right way to like set yourself up for the no, next and, coming. And
3: I, for sure, I never say no. Like It's oh, yeah, really yeah. hard to say no. Yeah, so yeah. I, at the end of the day, I could tell you right now the 28th is the 28th of December. I tell you I don't have nothing. And in an hour, they'll call me and I'll say yes. Of course. But it has to be worth it. Of course. And it's gotten to the point that I pick and choose. If you call me with some bullshit yeah. and are annoying and this and that, I'm going to tell you I'm booked. Oh, I'm gonna tell you that the price is double. Cause thank God I'm not like, I'm not rich, but I'm stable enough to have pick and choose who I want to work. No,
1: but you're also you're also you know your value, you know your worth, and you know more of more than that. Something that I've realized lately is you know the hassle, so you don't want to go through the hassle. So the hassle is worth is more of a pain than the money you're getting or where that connection is going to get you there's so, nothing so not... more
3: than i hate saying yes to something and then that day off, being like why the fuck did yeah, i say yes so if i'm gonna say why the fuck did i say yes to i need to know because oh because they gave me five thousand dollars more <laughs> right because it was this much because right. it because okay that, that i know why i did it but if it's not worth it
2: now when you get older, I got COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're go. when you get older you realize that time is worth so much more than
3: At this point, my best friend's Instacart. Instacart. Yeah, time hacking. Everything that I can save, like, I don't go grocery shopping anymore. When I had a restaurant, I was grocery shopping every day. No. I don't, Instacart, Restaurant Depot delivers Instacart. Oh, true. I have employees, I have my dad, I don't go grocery shopping. My time is worth more than just going.
1: 100%. With me, it's like, same thing. I'm, I'm waking up and my, my groceries are outside, make my tea, make everything. That's the move right there. So let's talk about, all right, this is, we didn't say this pre-air, but you can tell us whatever you want, whatever you're comfortable. Like some of you know, we know you cook for President Obama. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk about some of your high-end client or your client, your favorite clients, does not have to be high-end? experiences. Whatever you feel, a... you know?
3: my favorite person i've ever cooked for like the only like a person that i had a connection with i talked to like he talked to me like he started a conversation <laughs> and like made me like rethink my whole life almost was for real
2: of course wow like
3: yeah. that guy has a aura about himself the like i've never presence that with somebody like that guy walks into the room and you know he's there just and he's peaceful. You better hear him. He's like, right. mumbling, no Ra- mag- not mumbling. Self spoken. But yeah, super soft spoken. And he gets to you. Like, I had a whole conversation with him of why I'm Billy and not Andre Garcia. Wow. And that guy got to me. Like, Gabe was looking, I'm cooking, like, yeah. I'm cutting. And I'm like, that guy almost made me tear up on the conversation we had. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into it, why and what. But right it, was right a, it was a hard, to hard, the person like that. Uh, at that level, normally doesn't have what a
2: person. Of course, of course, it's like, man, that's insane. Yeah, he probably ate your food and went and made like right. a hit record. You don't even know. Right, right, right. He's he like, get... yo, I was. I met the chef today, dog. <laughs> Let's get in the lab and just no, let him it cook. Was, uh, that he's the
3: one that got me the thing with they grub me to see right. the sandwiches and stuff. Like that he loved the food. Like he and one probably the most genuine, nicest person I've met in my life. Fire. Especially at that level, I know Lord, a lot of people, of but course. that guy is like special.
2: So you, so you've kind of been like, I mean, you get it. You do you get like requests, like yo, oh, like certain people requesting you to like do something, like maybe not a catering, but like out of the ordinary, like.
3: No, you. Uh, from time to time, you always get like, oh, I have this client at this point, and like I tell people, you've never gonna see me post a picture of a celebrity. Of course. And I've cooked for a million people. Right and uh, from nba players to nfl players to yeah. singers to this and you're never gonna see me post a picture i don't even own the picture yeah because i don't even ask him for the picture i'd rather them see me and know who i am by name exactly. they have a picture of, like the people that need to know who i am no. and what i do no
1: exactly. i tell people the that I, I tell that to djs a lot because i'll be like oh i was with so-and-so or like in, in casual conversation or oh, i went to the studio and and your friends are like, "Why didn't you get a picture?" I'm like, "Because the first thing I want is for them to like." First of all, I don't care about the artist because I already have the manager's cell
2: phone number and their email. That That's nobody, what I care about.
3: And no, and nobody knows that that artist doesn't put really? anything.
2: Yeah.
3: If that guy knows your name, you made a big deal. Exactly. Like and most artists don't, most artists don't care Most artists in there
1: they want to eat grab their shit whatever and i a been you know like, like
2: posting the pictures more for the people on the real, outside that yeah. don't and, affect your bottom and, and, and line how, or, and that's what I
3: tell people people oh your Instagram could have thirty, forty thousand 40,000 followers and they, this and that I'm like your product speaks for itself my 5,000 followers speak for like and, and yeah. it's not even Instagram half of those people can't even afford my prices yeah
2: it's like the word of mouth is what's worth more yeah, the
3: reputation
1: and reputation. it's co- the cosine too because you're in you know you're in some pretty high up groups and you're in some pretty you know top tier you know circles that you are the go-to guy you know like you said the Grumman. you know you you did sandwiches for gruntman you're on his ig and everybody was like oh shit!" That, that's like,
3: why some people oh why don't you do more stuff like that i do stuff like that all, all the, the time. time you just don't know yeah Wait. I, it just so not post it and you're never going to see I posted what he reposted right, like, right, I reposted what he posted, you're posted. Right, right, right. I'm not posting no they, I've cooked for a whole right. bunch right. of people right wait, no, so wait, no.
2: when you cooked for Obama was that like did, did you have to like did they have to go through all your food or like how does that, that work? that's
3: a whole different like I was one of the chefs I guess that wasn't when my company was I, another company hired me uh-huh. to basically handle the kitchen while he handled the outside cause that's a whole different yeah, process. Like we fed more Secret Service agents and cops than guests at that party. Wow! There, was, a, there was over a hundred officers and Secret Service agents. Wow! Like that's a whole different ball game.
2: And do they yeah. had to like background check every single. Every single thing yeah.
3: got background check. Every single thing got checked. Like ever, uh, like if it was TSA when you got right. there. We're at Lonsdale Morning's house in Pinecrest. The top of the garage. We were in the bottom of the garage, and that's where we set up a kitchen. We brought all the equipment, and uh, halfway through our prep, they come and they tell us that we gotta leave. They come with the with the bomb dogs and the this dogs and wow. everything. It's a whole process. Everybody had a little magnet chip, so you had areas we that you, you were tracked. Wow. So you had areas that you couldn't cross. So I always tell the story to people. We're in the backyard is huge. and behind the garage. I had to take a piss and I wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom (laughs) in that area at that moment. So I go to the back and I'm taking a piss behind a tree. And then I come back. As soon as I turn Turn around, there's a guy that jumps fucking from the (laughs) roof. And I fucking take a shit. (laughs) Like I take a fucking shit. And there's a fucking sniper going to have lunch. And he's talking to me shower, Oh normal and I'm freaked the fuck out. Like, like a I'm mumbling like uh, imagine this fucking like 6'4", white boy from like Arkansas, blue yeah, eyes right, with yeah. a fucking Blackwater, <laughs> blackwater
1: motherfucker with
3: a fucking sniper rifle and I'm freaked the fuck out. Like, and he just has like, like, if he dropped two feet, like two inches, stop. Yeah. Like but standing up just like that. Like, yeah. Out. He came out the roof That's
2: Whoa. funny. He, has, he even has a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> you never think of like a sniper <laughs> getting a <laughs> no, lunch no, break. No, no, I
3: was just fucking cagado. Like, I was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got food. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn. But it was definitely a dope, dope experience. No, I
1: bet. I bet. That's, that's crazy. You I mean, well, then, that, that's what they asked. Is what I want to do? They do they scan the food? Is they like, oh, this bread doesn't have a
3: knife in it? You know, like uh, they had the, like coming in. Or, we had two agents at all times in the kitchen, like just watching us work. Yeah, and they do the dogs with the bone trips and stuff like that. But they're not like they don't have like an official tester. What I could tell you though is Obama or they have a chef that travels with him, mm-hmm. and you really don't know if he ate your food because well, okay. somebody some somebody takes him a plate but you don't know if he ate it right, or not right because he know what you don't get to him you Got don't it. reach of course, a, of course
2: but that was the, was that like a, a big event or like they were just having a dinner party it was
3: a it was like a gala for oh, okay okay 60 people something 60 guests Alonso Moni's house the top top of Miami uh, I guess at Elite. where they yeah damn lenar uh, half of the Heat team where there. are uh, Riley.
2: But you see, that's like, that's what you were saying about posting pictures and that this and that. Is no, like, you couldn't. No, that one isn't. Like, but that's like, you, so, someone you, takes your food there and they're like, yo, I you really... You wouldn't mean.
3: have been able to set up, they have blockers your cell phone yeah, yeah. That didn't work there.
2: That's kind um,
3: of, yeah. yeah like you wouldn't like be able to take a picture. You probably took that picture, you probably got they're to find shot. out. Shot, you got yeah. shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, damn.
1: Damn. For them to have cell phone bugger that's crazy
2: yeah that's like what if you have an emergency i mean like, the president's more important damn So, oh my no bad. no what
1: i was gonna ask is <laughs> i've known you for a few years and it's funny like we'll side text like when i'm in the city or when or you're in a city i'm like yo i'm in so-and-so whatever like this and that but Let's talk miami like the culture in miami i i feel you know I've, I've been a foodie forever i feel like in the last what like six years it's grown a lot more in the last two three years it's like expanding more but we're still like super behind and like the trends here are just not like what do you think about the miami foods
3: i think we're behind in the casual right like we're behind in the everyday cheap 15 15- $10, $20 dish. uh uh-huh. Like, restaurant, like, the poke bowls that they're popping out now. Right. Like, the good Mediterranean, the stuff that, we also gotta remember that we're very Latin. So, a lot of the things that we, like, you're not gonna have the best Italian, like, cheap restaurant you, because we right. have a cafeteria that sells troquetas and right. coffee. But, fine dining, we're easy top 10 in the country, if not top 5.
1: Right. Like, and, what, and what do you think are, like, the sponsors, like, yo, like, I put this on everything, or, like, I put us up there.
3: No, they put us there. I just think it's a just, we're, we're just very well-rounded right now. We also have great views, great locations, great hotels, and we have a lot of money in right, the city. Yeah, right. The, it's easy right now. There's really good, and I've eaten in almost all the, the top cities in the country, and like I, I went to Chicago this year. I don't know why I didn't go before. Like, yeah, Chicago like, amazing. I don't like New York. Yeah. Like, but New York has great food. Right. I just know the city for me. The walking, yeah, the it's, it's it's not, a pain, right? The dirty, the the fucking people, the cold, the Joe, and yeah, right, not, not for me. But Chicago, the food in Chicago, that's behind. Like, we're like, behind Chicago. And you go to
1: Portillos, and Portillos is amazing. Like the hot dog you have there is better than like any hot dog in Miami.
3: And that fucking chocolate
1: shake. The, the yeah, the the cake cake shake. Yeah, yeah, that shit's bro. amazing. I had
3: that shit. I'm like, okay, like I went to Portillos more than the for the shake than the hot right. dog. Right.
1: But... I went and I ordered like ten different things. I had the soup and everything, like, but so and that's my thing. Like when people ask me, I'm like, yo, look, like you can find the best Latin food. You can find better nigga food here than, than in Nicaragua. I, I tell people that all the time. But when it comes to like, I don't know, like when I came here from Texas, like the tacos, I was like extremely. Well, I and mean, I'm still disappointed.
3: But we don't have that.
1: But that's what I'm saying. But but in, in Texas, you can't get a here Paisa anywhere. Here you can go down the street and eat one of the best man Paisas for 15 bucks. At, like, a random-ass spot, you know?
3: And at 15 bucks, and you're going to have leftovers. Yeah. And you got to be, yeah. like, they're going to have to roll you out. Yeah, the when they, they have, and when they have
1: bicep feeds two people. Like, yeah. easy,
3: you know?
2: That's when I'll, like, really start getting worried when, like, the Latin spots start, like, doing real proportions. Mm-hmm. Not, like, their oversized plates and shit. And that's when I'll be like, yo, something's not but, right. But the food scene in Miami is, it's great. Yeah.
3: The hardest thing, and the thing that, kills us when it comes to like cheaper more affordable more chef driven like good food is a, our super expensive yeah. you go to place and liquor license you go to Portland you go to Denver you go to anywhere in Texas and you have a cafeteria with a fucking full bar yeah because the liquor they'll give you the liquor license so your profits are higher The runs cheaper that's right so a chef like when I was five years ago six years ago where little money could open a good restaurant and sell good food without being crazy expensive. And in Miami, you don't have that. You don't have that. That's
2: right. You think there's also that kind of a problem of, like, since there's so much money in Miami, it's like people anyone with money can open a restaurant. So it kind of, like...
3: Yeah, they buy, so then you have a lot of people spending $5 million on the court and don't have a good menu because right. they don't have a good chef or they don't have a chef that is focused on that restaurant, right. they have somebody with a big name that has good food, but it's not right. great, or it's not doing the funky new stuff, or it's right. not trying something different, it's not being creative, right. I mean, it's right. just more standard, and we have a lot of that. But our food is top-notch right now, and that's not counting Carbone, or right. not counting. Right. Like, right. I tell people every time they tell me, oh, what's your favorite restaurant in Miami? They tell me, oh, Carbone, or they tell me, no. "Um." And you know this transparent restaurant. I'm like, that's not a Miami yeah, restaurant. I don't. Like, it's carbon Fire? It's fire. Yeah, it's good. I think it's good. But no. don't call it Miami
1: there's restaurant. Don't call it Miami restaurant. There's one in, the, like, you know, like, Carbone, SDK, Nobu, like, even Prime. I mean, Prime is Miami, but still there's other Zuma, brands. Zuma, you know? yeah. Zuma, yeah. Like, those, bro, I do no. not, I mean, and there's the other spots owned by, you know, who that everybody thinks are the best. Like, I don't go to those spots. Oh, uh, that somebody's paying? Yeah, exactly. if you're gonna invite me to dinner you I wanna do. pay, I'll go and it's go not even the own. best dinner
3: you're gonna have. Yeah. But if I'm paying, I'll go I have other spots yeah, so I'll if, go
1: to. If through. the label if, if it's a label dinner, artist dinner, you know, someone athlete, whatever, or something like that, like I'm there. You know, but
3: But there's way if I'm paying, there's way better options yeah. in Miami.
2: What's like the your like hole in the wall, or maybe not hole in the wall, but just like that home cooking, like you're never disappointed when you go spot
3: like long Tai tapas is probably the yeah. best restaurant man i mean value food value cost right like, that's you can't beat that restaurant yeah. i wish you have more it's restaurants
1: but, uh, it's really good
3: that restaurant could have 200 seats that will be packed every day
1: i thought they opened weren't they going to open in
3: midtown they opened that, 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 Whatever, or yeah, but it's not one guy. Yeah. You want the best service. You want the other ones. You want the. Yeah. You want the
1: uncomfortable chairs.
3: You want that. Right. That makes the food taste better. Yeah.
1: No, because you know, because people scare you too. You can only order once, and
3: you're like, "Fuck, I'm fucking only order once." You get there, you're yeah. like, "Man, scared." But you order everything. Now yeah. at this point, I, I've never been scared. I just overeat. So okay. <laughs> just it's so it's order.
1: Take a to go. Fuck I've never that. been scared.
3: Have you ever had the crispy duck salad from there?
1: No, I had the mushrooms. I've had the rice.
3: You have to go back for the yeah, crispy duck so You yeah. like duck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Fire. probably the best dish. Really? One of the probably the best dish in Miami. It's not even a salad. It's cabbage at yeah. the bottom and then fried duck. Fried duck on top. And yeah. it's fucking Damn. delicious.
2: Fire. It's a big co-sign right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, mean,
1: I already know where I'm going later. <laughs> I'm going... No, I got to go like on a Tuesday at 4 p.m. Yeah. for all the fucking chairs. Or at ele-
3: 11. Yeah.
1: I've gone... I've gone twice. I haven't gone recently. But one of the times it was... Literally, like a we went like at seven thirty, seven fifteen, seven thirty, and at eight o'clock, just like
2: fifty people showed up,
1: and you're just like, what the fuck?
2: So where do you see Billy G, maybe not catering, but just Billy G, going next?
3: Honestly, I'm, I'm gonna keep growing Billy G catering, and I'm grateful that like, I have grown and I keep growing. I have my own pro, like, my own kitchen and everything, yeah. and, but. Definitely, I've had offers for restaurants, Mm -hmm. but it has to be the right stuff. It has to be like everything has to be perfect because if I'm going to put my name on something, it's going to be right. And when I say something, there's going to have to be a lot of money. Right, right.
1: (laughs) And what would it be, though? Would it be like ito something like ito?
3: I think I'll go for, again, depending who's paying, what they're going to give me, but fast cash or something that could be really like redone but really good food the it's not too expensive that you can have once a week without problems
1: and why do you think that in miami you don't i mean you said because of the rent and everything but like like a palace is 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 there like a latin modern quick version you got what i'm saying like something like a palace or like a fritanga that's like that's like modern there's not. Not right. At,
3: at that price point, no. You could go to Finca. Right, right. Finca's already... It's a, fucking... I, yeah, you're, you're already... You're, and Finca's great. Like, Finca's no, changed, it's amazing. And Finca has... Teached the whole area in Kendall. Of course. Was Kendall. Educated, uh, right. Like, that's the hardest thing they've done. I opening a restaurant and not selling Black Label and Coronas. The, like, I go <laughs> to <laughs> Kendall...
1: <laughs> I go to Kendall for three reasons. First... I'll, actually, two, but I'm going to throw Finca in there right now. But... Yeah, because if it's not the first two, I mean a lot more. I go to f- Berlin. That's literally the only reason why I go. That or, you know, checks or cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> but, dog, when you go there, that shit is amazing. And it's just a fusion. And it's, but that's what I'm saying. Something like that, but in a
3: fast casual setting, no.
1: Like Sergio has a bowl place, but that's like whatever, you know. Like I've never been to it. I, I just know that I've, been, I've gone to it because I used to live right in front, next to Batch. What's but up uh, it's like sergio something but it's like you
2: wouldn't consider sergio's like casual but it's more of a sit down
1: yeah something that's like sergio's would be 2.5 dollar signs i would say like 1.5 that's
3: the thing. Sergio, right. the thing is, even sergio's it used to be like at one point start right yeah right. Even in the Canarias, they've all moved on to being a little more fancy right to give you a nice a better play maybe some better service you don't get the iChico that much. Like, yeah. You but you kind of want that. I don't know. I, do. I tell people in Miami that like, if you go to La Ventanita and they give you good, good customer service, you're getting bad coffee. Yeah. You can't get good coffee <laughs> and good <laughs> service in Miami. That's like impossible. Yeah, you like, you you, gonna, You're never going to go to a bakery. You're going to be, mijo, apúrate, yeah, que yeah. tú quieres. You got to like, feel a little nervous. I'm like, like, yeah. nervous and bad
0: service. <laughs> like
3: yeah, you got to
1: feel a little yeah, nervous. When, when you talk to La Doña, you know, you got to be like, she doesn't check you, you already know.
3: That's the same thing at Pinolandia or Jambo. Mm-hmm. If you're not, not to your gaming. There's Yo, no I video. go with people when
1: I go to the fritangas with people. Like, bro, I took Dex's. This was during the day, not even dinner. I took Ed with us. It was after here and, I, and he was driving me around. I'm like, bro, I got you a fritanga. And we walked in and like, he's just like. Look. Yeah,
2: like you got to come <laughs> correct there. <Now laughs> you can. And, I,
1: and I'm, I'm already looking at everything and I'm like, oh, okay, they
3: have this. It's still lunch, so I don't have this. And he's like, that's what when you act just like
1: order that. Order for me, just order.
3: When me. you act like that, that's when they give you this whole piece of canela or the old piece of canela asada, no. They give you the bad rice. No, like with me, right. I'm like.
1: So I order for him,
3: and I'm like, I
1: mean, i mi lengua. I'm
3: If you don't give it to the back, you're gonna get it. You're not gonna get the best service. You mm-hmm. gotta like it's. it's not about being rude or something. It's just that's how the culture Miami, is. Miami, and
1: you, you have to tell them like I'm going to Damn <laughs> Because if not, look, look. If you don't like joking, flirt with them. They give you the old small pieces, bro. If you kind of talk to them,
2: they pull out the big. Like, <laughs> they go, oh, go under, oh, other, the
3: bottom. Yeah. Oh, the
1: time, if
2: not, you get go- thrown to the back of the imaginary line that yeah. doesn't yeah. exist. You're yeah. Just like forever in limbo. No,
3: if you act, if you're slow, if you act stupid, if you get an attitude no. with them, you're eating crap. Don't exactly. order the food because. You're getting the bad queso frito. You're getting... And that's everywhere. At the baker you're getting yeah. the pastelito. Like, it's just... You yeah, need to know how to... Now. You It's not an attitude, but you need to know how to talk to them. Because you got to tell them what to do without them feeling that you're telling them what to do. It's
2: Miami 101, yeah,
3: bro. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole different class. That could be a college class.
2: <laughs> yeah, Miami food and, like, hospitality is way different, different than anywhere else. It's a whole
3: other world. That's bro. where we start. We yeah. have... Great restaurants right now with great food, but a service is never going to be Yeah. Chicago, never gonna be New York, you know never what? gonna be
1: I've realized that. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I realize that but it's because of the culture of course. Like, yeah.
3: It's never going to be like
1: service industry culture doesn't exist.
3: And the people are used to it and okay with it. But we are a city of service service. culture. That's what I'm saying. People don't understand that. And I'm in the service industry. And I give people people service. And I talk to them. And I'm nice to them. And people are like, what the fuck? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that. Even like, you know, we're talking about Chicago. I go to Chicago all the time. And I have, I've met bartenders. I've met friends. You know, people that, and they all, you know, when they come down here, it's like a group of them. You know, it's like that culture of. Of 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 industry, you know, I don't know why Miami just doesn't exist. In Miami, is like, oh, I work here because I work here, not because like I want to be in the service industry. Maybe because the people that do take it serious, maybe working more of, hotel, of the hotel side.
3: Yeah, the, a server at Joe's has to have that. Of because course, a at Joe's is making one hundred fifty thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, they worked there and they work their whole areas. lives. Right, well, and they're lifers. Right, but most people at restaurants in Miami are twenty-something years old that they think they're all cool yeah. they want to. They're in college studying something and they want enough money to go buy blow. And, right, right. Go to the, the water. go to the and tweet, tweet at us. <laughs> you know,
1: but one of my friends, Nelson, you you know, he's a life. He's a lifer. He's a server a lifer. He's a DJ too. Like picked up DJ, but like, like he's one of those guys that he started working, I forgot where, but then at Cheesecake is where he like graduated, and then, then he went to Hakkasan. But he left here because, like, I don't know. I don't know why he just didn't like that. And in New York, you know, he works at... He, he does the Hamptons in the summer, and in New York, he does, like, three, four spots, but it's because of that network that he has. And, like, he can, he can go work here for two months and then go work over here for three months.
3: What probably happened is that he did good service, and the rest of the staff didn't like it. Because you know, Miami is a high yeah. school. Those schools yeah. are run like high school. Yeah. Our popularity contests and... Who likes who and who doesn't right. like Who's you. Yeah, fucking who. Yeah. Right. And who, your boy was a nerd that nobody liked. Yeah. Because he, because he did a good job. He did a good job,
2: yeah. Pretty much. That's crazy, bro. Miami is a different, different animal.
1: Like. It's, not, it's another world, I mean. But to me, the food thing, what I hate about Miami food-wise is like how the trends here are so late and so old and like, like. When BD I was hitting,
2: you're
3: all like, all right. they uh, where's the trend coming from? And from lady, the West Coast, uh, yeah. West Coast, but what are the trends? Mexico, tra- the, yeah. Or Asian, so all the, Asian. the trends are hitting right now. If you were doing trends from Colombia, Venezuela, and Cuba, but we're not getting the those red. trends. There's nothing red. trendy. But we do get some of those things that for us are kind of normal. Yeah. That for them, they've never seen in their or life. Like the
1: hot dogs. They don't have the hot dogs over there.
3: Or the late night food. And so there's mm. things. Like, you get an empanada here anywhere. It's not going to be a fire and empanada. But the trends like that, we don't have that culture. So mm. they're coming so late. Because you got to first introduce them. Like... The, the Korean hot dogs, yeah. which just looks fine. Yeah, we were talking
1: about Mayan Power. Like yeah. that there's only one like one or two places? One yeah. in like Pembroke Pine and the other one in Kendall.
3: Like yeah, food truck. And I still right. haven't been and like they look good, but it's not a Miami thing. So it's hard to introduce it. And right. Miami's expensive. You have to have balls to open some shit of that. like that. Yeah. Like ramen still we're lacking and we have a couple good spots. Yeah. But it's not Miami oh, thing. Bibia, right. I still haven't had the first I haven't looked for a gun. Well, the first go beer in Miami. I think
1: No Mancha is pretty good. I haven't been, and yeah, No is pretty good. Red when they started, it was good. I went recently and it was all right, but I think that one. And I've had a few other ones, but but it's I mean, but I've also been to fucking Taco Rojos or Red, or whatever the the main one in the, on the West Coast. That's like the broth is like you see the grease bubbles and everything, like bro, amazing, like. Like, the broth itself has, like, half a taco in the bottom of just, like, shit.
2: So... Nah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I <know.
3: laughs> Well, that's the type of things that we don't have. Yeah. So, we're not going to get those strengths. It's going to take a while to right. get those strengths. But I think... I, I mean, I do
1: think that culinary, like, it's better than it was 10 years ago. Like, that's... It's not
3: like- a, way better. And mm. that's the whole country. Yeah. Because, remember this, the states were uh, French fries and burgers and hot dogs, For mac and food. cheese. Yeah. And now you go to pretty much any little city in the country and you're gonna find a chef doing dope food doing shit that you want to eat creative there's things that are American food now it's not just a burger or mac and cheese because most of the food that people thought were American or the people eat are pizza tacos pasta hot dogs and like Chinese yeah like
2: That's crazy. When when you got into, like, cooking and catering, you didn't, did you ever think that, like, the whole foodie, like, food, how it is now, it would, like, grow? Like Instagram. Like yeah, like the picture, whole you know. Instagram and the whole, like, there's never, so many shows. Never,
3: never. Like, the influence, no, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube was a thing when I started, but not what it is now. Mm. You could probably learn how to cook just, you, you probably know you could learn how to cook just on I mean, YouTube, do. you don't have to go to culinary school, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's what pretty much anything. And what I didn't, I never, I don't think nobody did, was how easy the world was gonna get influenced by influencers. So how that became a career and how that became, and I'm not hating on it. Yeah. You could do whatever you want, but how people live by and depend by a fucking influencer.
2: It's
0: crazy.
3: And where they eat, and what they do, and what they do. Like that, I never. Even, even though, ten years ago, having Instagram already, you would have never thought that. Hey, yeah, that was just another
1: app. Oh, All the everybody downloaded. Yeah,
3: my face. my my two hundred friends could see my picture. Right, right. <laughs> and it's like, and that's become a tool for me. Like before, before COVID, I didn't really pay attention to Instagram that much. Paul ran there for a little bit, and, and I got customers here, and then from there, but during COVID my Instagram my followers have grown like two three hundred percent and I'm really getting customers from and people being like oh I saw your Instagram and I want to book you I also have the people the my clientele like have started following me too and they've reposted right. and they post me so I've gotten also more to the people where I want to be at because yeah. at the end of the day is who is your target and how much interaction was the value of your target because exactly. you could have a hundred thousand followers half of these influencers i'm it, not going to say the names engagement's not there i'm not going to say names no they could have engagement you could have a million followers but there are not other people that are going to hire me yes. most of those people are the normal people that eat normal food and that are not to my target right yeah they're eating
1: Tropical, brand new uh, chicken Cuban sandwich. sandwiches you know <laughs> get
3: doing ratings and
2: shit so well yo billy we don't want to keep you any longer mm-hmm. we gotta you hit know, the kitchen right now and that too we're <laughs> <laughs> hungry after this episode but uh yeah man thank you for stopping by and we appreciate, appreciate it,
3: it thank you guys thank you guys for having me
2: semi radio and
3: we out peace
2: peace